I think John wants to solve a mystery. I do. Uh, I mean, I feel very Scooby-Doo-ish, you know? Scooby-Doo, that's a new one. I mean, I with that theme song, I just feel like I need to solve some crimes and pull some masks off. All people, right. You know? Scooby-Doo is definitely a new one. Well, I mean, it's... It's not like obviously the Scooby-Doo theme, but it's right. like the music that you hear whenever they're like creeping and like looking with their, their spy glasses. <laughs> and I'm like, who even uses magnifying glasses anymore? Yeah. I guess we use our phones, right? Right. Outdated that... technology. Yeah. I love outdated technology. I think we should bring the magnifying glass back. I agree. Especially like, oh man, in bars. Oh geez. Just to like be weird. Just be like, I don't know. Let me look at this menu. Whoop. Uh, you know what? I don't think I like that. Let's, yeah. uh, let's flip it over. Yeah. yeah, I'm with it. Just yeah. put it on like a keychain or something. Just have a little mini one. No, I want I want to pull out like the a big, big one. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, there's the movie theater here that does uh, movies and food and drinks. When they released the Ant Man movie, they actually had a tiny menu and gave everybody little magnifying glasses with like drinks on it, and that was great. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm sorry I missed that. Damn. Yeah, it's all right. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. I know that you're a you're a busy guy, and uh, you've got a ton of stories. For oh my sure. god. Yeah, I actually had to narrow it down. Yeah, and this year you're coming up on your your birthday, your anniversary of 20 years. Yeah, 20 years in the service industry as a bartender. It's wild. Yeah, and it all started with me lying about being a bartender. Really? Yeah. Like uh, they were like, "Oh, do you have any bartending experience?" Like, yeah, tons, but it's up in Dallas, so I mean, you can't really contact them, and all those bars shut down anyway. Wow. Did anybody figure that out? No. 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 So was that the first job you worked? No. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't want to talk about my old jobs. But right, right, right. I was, uh, basically, I moved to Austin, worked in an office. I hated it. Broke up with my fiance, hit rock bottom, and then, like, made new friends working at Jimmy John's. and uh, Or, sorry, sandwich shop. And um, one of them worked at a nearby bar that was two blocks away. I went over there. They're like, yeah, if you want to work, we, we need somebody. It's like, done. And... That's when I lied and said, yeah, I have tons of bartending. Yeah. And uh, that's how it all began. How this wonderful list. Oh, and I mean, this is just like, this is really just scraping. Right. Scraping the, the top. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you want, I can talk like specifically that bar is no longer in existence. It was called Dog and Duck Pub. And it was here in Austin, Texas at 17th and Guadalupe. Uh, and I say Guadalupe because, you know, I'm an adult and I know how to say words correctly. Uh, but at this bar, uh, it was just a beer and wine bar. And it was mostly beer. We only had like four bottles of wine uh, that you could get. And uh, But we had 26 beers on tap. And one of the things that I remember most was they had a giant glass boot. And it was right around the time Beer Fest came out. And uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that film. But, you know, they Absolutely. do like the, the DOS boot. It is that. It's a liter and a half of beer. So we did a challenge. My, my friend who got me the job was like, I will pay for you to drink this liter and a half of beer if you can do it in 15 minutes. But if you can't, you have to pay for it. And it was like we were doing, we weren't doing like Lone Star. We were doing like Varsteiner Dunkel which is a heavy beer. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I love it. Still one of my all-time favorites, but I opted for the Varsteiner Oktoberfest, which was not as heavy, but still a very hearty beer. Yeah. So towards the end of the night, it's like, all right, let's do it. 
And uh, yeah, why not? So he filled it up, took him like probably like three and a half minutes to fill up this thing. And I mean, it is. And I actually have this boot still because when they closed, I took it. So I was like, all right, great, let's do it. And I thought I was going to be able to just crush it. Like five minutes, easy. No. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like the, the top of it is that big, but then the foot is like this. And oh man, I got like past basically the calf and I got like mid, like just above the ankle when I hit a wall and I was at like 12 minutes, 13 minutes. And I'm just like, like I was up to here with beer. It's a lot. Yeah. And like, I, I wasn't allowed to throw up. I wasn't allowed to pee. Uh, we were very into food eating competitions at that time. So we was like, no reversal of fortune. If you throw up, you're out. So like I, I muscled, like I, I totally rallied myself and I was like, all right, we're just going to do this. And I just downed it. Yeah. And like, you totally do have to do that turn. Because of the bubble. So there. the bubble doesn't yeah. like, because he said, if it popped, if the bubble like, and it went out, I lost. I literally finished it at 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Well done. I had 10 seconds to spare. Well done. Thank you. Uh, and then months later, we had this new bar t- or new server whose boyfriend was honestly, he was a big prick. And uh, he, he was like, no, I could do it. And he did it in like 13 minutes, but immediately went to the bathroom and threw up. And then he was like, yeah, I won. And he came out and we we're like, no, no, no. no man. You lost. He's like, what do you mean? Like, dude, we told you if you threw up, like before we even filled up the glass, we said, if you throw up, you're paying for that beer. Yeah. And it was like a, see, I think it was like a $40 beer Yeah. for a liter and a half. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, at that same bar, uh, we had regulars and then obviously some of my friends came and I was talking about how I always wanted to have a bachelor party, but I never, like, I I wasn't going to get married. I was like, why do you have to get married to have a bachelor party? And this one girl was like, you know what? I'll pretend to get married to you so we can have bachelor, bachelorette parties. Like, really? Like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So we planned it kind of tandem so that way we could be like, all right, well, I'll see ya. And uh, we started at the dog and duck and... We each had our own bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. It was a lot of fun. Oh God, I, oh, I got that was the first time I got yelled at at a strip club. Was on that bachelor party, uh, and what'd you get yelled at for? Because the girl took my hands and put them on her ass, and then the the, the guy was like, "No hands," and I'm like, "I know, tell her." <laughs> uh, and I mean, it wasn't the last time I got yelled at, right. but that was the only time I've ever touched a stripper. Uh, I mean, like physically with my own hands. Yeah, I got you. Um, but anyway, so a week after our bachelor bachelorette party, we actually reserved the back patio at the dog and duck so we could get fake married. And like, you know, I didn't want to buy a real suit. So I went to uh, Lucy in Disguise and bought like an Elvis costume. And oh, put nice. that on, yeah. Nice. And, you know, we had, like I had my best man and I had three groomsmen. She had a maid of honor and three bridesmaids. She wanted a wedding cake, but I didn't. So I was really adamant about, I don't like cake. I don't like sweets. And she was like, okay, well, what do you want? It's like, I want a taco cake. So her and her friend made a stacked tower that was like taco ingredients. Oh, damn. And it was so awesome. And I, I'm now married to somebody else. And I 
I really wish that I had that for my real wedding. <laughs> uh, and then years later, oh, what? Sorry. No, no, you're good. Okay. And then years later, uh, my best man and the woman who I got fake married to ended up getting married. And we, I was at their rehearsal dinner and the guy who performed the ceremony was like, John, we got to get you divorced, man, because she can't get married if she's still married. It's like, all right, cool. So he like wrote on a piece of paper, like this marriage, null and void. Nope. And then wrote his name and he was like, all right, you guys got to sign this. Like, all right, cool. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, somewhere there's a picture of that, but That's it was, great. yeah, it was, it was fun. Did both the groomsmen and the bridesmaids, did they dress up to the nines as well? Oh yeah. I, I would actually say that of the people who were dressed up, I was the least dressed up. And wow. it was Even with wedding. that costume you had. It was like the flimsy costume. Still, like, it, man. it looked like crap. <laughs> I mean, it was not good. Were you heavily intoxicated at this time? I was, yes. Yes. Alcohol was yes in my system. Pretty much constantly at that time. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually on what I called my beer diet, where... I was only drinking beer and I would eat ramen once a week. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't that I was poor. I mean, I was, I was poor, but it was more of, I just, I don't know. I was, I was really depressed. I was drinking my feelings. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep drinking, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I had a pickup truck and a cooler in the back that was always full of beer and ice. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Always stocked. Always ready. Exactly. Any given moment. Yeah. Just like ready to go. And I remember we went to, uh, I, we had some friends in from Houston and we went to an anime convention that I had never been to. I was in my twenties and we got asked to leave the bar, but not by the bartender, by one of our friends who was in from Houston there to attend. And we were like me and this other guy were drinking in the bar and we were just like making fun of these people. <laughs> and he was like, Hey man, this is their safe space. And I'm like, I get it, but they look like idiots. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong. I was, I was an asshole. I was like 22, young, dumb, full of cum, whatever. So he was like, dude, like I, I cracked wise about some kids. And he was like, you got to go. Like I, I will straight up go get security if you don't go. It's like, all right, fine. Fuck you. I'm just going to go drink at the back of my truck. <laughs> and so here we are, me and this other guy in the Arboretum, really fancy area at the time. Just cracking beers in the back of my pickup. Just like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. Like throwing cans at people. Oh, God. Yeah, that was the first time I've been kicked out of a bar by somebody who didn't work there. That's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to touch on the, the boot for a second. I've never done the boot before, but I did have to do. Have you heard of the power hour before where you do where I did it? It was two shots, but you do two shots of a beer every minute for a whole hour. And I, I mean, have I heard of it? Well, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, but two shots, like so. I did it. It was a it was a two ounce. Pour okay, the I way was gonna say. It. Yeah, I was like, I, 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 my buddy and I. By the way, I'll just do a quick advertisement here. Uh, we do a Twitch stream called Power Hour Pals, and we have a theme song. It's a great theme song, uh, and it basically consists of us playing like a couple of Jackbox games. And then doing a power hour with people watching us on Twitch. And we even create our own power hour videos uh, and have other people who create power hour videos on our stream. And then we'll like play them, get really drunk. Sometimes we'll get to end the stream and it'll just go on for eight hours, mostly <laughs> with nobody there. And you know, that'll happen. 
But yeah, I'm I'm very familiar. And uh, powerourpals.com is how you can find us. Wonderful. Yeah, I so I did that once, um, and I was a pretty heavy drinker at the time. Um, and I did it with a, it was a lighter beer. And this manager who was probably 15 years older than me was like, "No one can do it." And I was like, "I can." And I actually did it. Um, it yeah, it, it can be done. It catches it catches you it, off it, guard it, if you're not ready for it. Yeah, um, I was very full though. I didn't expect to be that full because mm-hmm. you know you drink. It's like oh, whatever, this is fine. Right. But I was very full and uh, a little drunk. You, oh yeah, you, you get drunk pretty yeah. quick if you do it that way. Well, it's like a six pack of beer in an hour. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, that doesn't seem like a lot. And I'm like, you say that, but there's something about like that minute gap in between doing the shot. Yeah. Like it hits you just in a different way. Yep. And yeah. I mean, we, we only do our Twitch stream like once a week, uh, usually on a Friday. Okay. And honestly, like after doing it for almost two, three years, geez, um, I just don't even drink any other day except for when we stream. <laughs> it just, I don't need to. Yeah. And I will tell you, I used to play with beer, but I have since swapped over to seltzer because okay. I don't get that full feeling really and i don't have that awful like wheat hangover the next day yeah that's the big one mm-hmm. for sure oh yeah so, but, and like also i lost like i know i'm a large guy but i lost weight because i switched over to the seltzer so i mean yeah. you hear that people yeah there's there's a way around this mm-hmm. it's all about uh you know figuring things out and also another pro tip b12 vitamins mm-hmm. you can take them either like at night before you go to bed when you're drunk or the next morning Work great. Yeah. Fantastic. True story. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'll tell you, someone used to play beer pong. I don't know why this popped in my head, but I used to play beer pong. You remember Van Gogh, espresso, yeah. vodka? Yeah, yeah. That's what they played with. Cool. And they learned uh, a very hard lesson to don't do that. That's, that's so much sugar. It's a bad idea. Oh, my God. And honestly, I'm, I'm going to apologize to everybody right now in Austin because I I think that I'm the reason why Fireball is so popular here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked at a bar called the Brixton when it first opened, and it was summertime. Firefly vodka, sweet tea vodka, oh, was yeah. very popular, and they, we ran out of it. So we ordered more, but instead they brought a bottle of Fireball, and it was like before it's like major release. And I'm pretty sure that the distributor knew what they were doing. They were like, oh, yeah, you know what? We forgot the Firefly, but here's this Fireball. It's cinnamon whiskey, whatever. Uh, just keep it. We'll, we'll bring you the Firefly tomorrow. I was like, all right, cool. Like, called my, uh, called the owners, let them know. They're like, whatever. Like, charge, I don't know, $3 for it. It's like, done. So that shift, I think I had from the time of that delivery at, like, 2 until 7, we killed, like, me and the people in the bar killed that bottle of fireball and then people just kept coming in and we were the only bar in austin that had it at the time and then like my happy hour was the only which was john chapman's clubhouse happy hour uh and i have koozies by the way i meant to bring some but i forgot uh yeah so like my happy hour got really really popular we were going through like five bottles of fireball a day (sighs) then everybody got it and i felt and then, like, the hangover started yeah. from all that sugar. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. And now it, it'll never go away. 
It's <sighs> one of those ones I, I think it's going to stand the test of time. I don't know. I mean... I think it will. I mean, it's it's been quite a while, and it, it's not going away. People said the same thing about Firefly Sweet Tea Vodka. I yeah. mean, it's still there, but like... I mean, there were there were a couple other brands that, that helped it go away. Uh, Jeremiah Weed was another one. Remember that one? I don't. No. I, I would have to see the label. I'm more of a visual person. Yeah. Like, names aren't really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Goldschlager went away, but that's a different game, right? It's, I mean, did it? It's still there. But it's not as popular. That's it, true. That used to be Well, I mean, Jaeger, Rumpelmints. Like, we, we, we can go on. Jaeger's like, making a comeback? Right, but that's what's weird is, like, there's weird stages. I remember when I was 21, Jaeger was like the, oh, don't do that. And then after Jaeger, it was Rumpelmints. Oh, don't do that. And then, you know, Goldschlager, don't do that. Uh, Fireball, don't do that. Like, you're going to get hungover. Yeah. And then it became, like, uh, Fernet. Mm-hmm. And then now it's Malort. And, I mean, I will be the first one to say that I love Malort's uh, marketing campaigns, but I will never touch that stuff. Yeah. I got a funny picture to show you. Um, I love funny pictures. Yeah. It's a Malort pie. Mm, no, thank you. Yeah. That's no, thank fucked you. Fucked up, man. I don't want that. Nobody yeah. wants that. Well, I push, uh, I still push Rumplemints on people. Dude, I, look, I love Rumplemints. I have a bottle of it in my freezer. Mm-hmm. I, I pretty much, if my two favorite liquors to shoot, Rumplemints and Chartreuse. The green, the great. actual Chartreuse yeah, Chartreuse. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and something I like to do with the Chartreuse shot, light it on fire. Mm-hmm. Because it changes the flavor profile and it kind of caramelizes that sugar on the top. I like it even more. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that bar, the Brixton, uh, we used to have juice J O O S E, which was a caffeinated, uh, alcohol drink, uh, the predecessor to four loco, but the, uh, it came after sparks. I love sparks, by oh, the way. God, I sparks love sparks. Uh, one of my bands played the sparks funeral at red seven when they, uh, when they took it off the shelves, it was, wow. uh, so good. Yeah, it was so good. So good. Uh, but like we used to shotgun it. Emos, old emos on on Red River, had a drink called the Sparkleberry. That was Sparks. Oh shit! Hang on. I I gotta remember from a costume party. It was a superhero costume party where you couldn't dress up as a normal superhero. So we went as a Sparkleberry, but we each had our own identities. So I was the Cranberry Kid. So and I had a shirt that said like UTIs with the line through it. Uh, so it was Cranberry. There was the Sparks Avenger. So Sparks. The vodka. Oh, shit. Maybe it was gin. I don't know. And then like a twist of lime. Like we, we one of our friends dressed up with like twist. I don't know. But it was, it was delightful. That sounds great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so uh, we had these juice beverages. And I would like do mixed drinks. They were great. And when they outlawed the caffeinated uh, alcohol drinks... Which is fucked up, by the way, because, you know, people are still getting espresso martinis. So what the fuck? Yeah. Um, when they outlawed it, we, well, number one, the one of the beer distributor guys, low-key, sold me 16 cases, which was awesome. Uh, but my the owner of the Brixton was trying to find a replacement, so we kept bringing in all these, like, weird random things. And one of them was this little bottle of Johnny Bootlegger, like, I mean, let's just call it what it is it's bum wine it was like a dollar for these little like six ounce plastic bottle and these colors the flavors like for some reason the colors 
were what the flavor was. <laughs> like it was like electric orange, and that's exactly what it tasted <laughs> like. And there was one night where the the owner and one of the bartenders were like, you know what, we just gotta get rid of this because we don't want to sell it anymore. And I was like, you know what, I'll give you 20 bucks and I'll finish it all right now. And all they had were like this orange, like the electric orange one. I want to say there were like probably 10. And I drank all of them. And there's actually two stories with this, and it's great. I got so drunk because they were like 14% alcohol. I got so drunk that one of my friends who was there called our friend who was a paramedic to come and get me because I was like, like I was, I was, I was in bad shape. And then he took us to her house where he hooked me up to a banana bag of like saline or whatever. And it was the first time in my life that I've ever come out of a blackout. It's so weird. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Oh my God. It's like pitch black. And then all of a sudden it's like coming out of a tunnel. It was weird. Yeah. And then, you know, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, sweet, I'm sober. Let's go get drunk. And they were like, fuck you, John. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but the next day I went to the bathroom and I, I, you know, I took a dump because that's what you do the next day. And I was so scared because my shit was electric orange. <laughs> the same color as that goddamn Johnny bootlegger. And, oh man, going into work that next day, everybody was like, you all right, John? It's like, man, I'm great, but don't ask me about my shit. <laughs> Anyway, there's a, a Gatorade, purple Gatorade will do the same thing. Really? Um, it, it will do a, like a bright green on your. Ooh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to pick up some purple Gatorade on my <laughs> own. Purple Gatorade. Got it. Um, no, sorry. I, I like, it's fun. It's, yeah, oh, my like, God. This was also after my first experience of eating like borscht beets, like a lot of beets. Oh my God. Yeah. And this, this actually leads into another story. That's one of my favorites. Uh, I went over to my friend's house and this will just be quick. They made borscht. He was a chef. Uh, his girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, you come over and have dinner. Next day I called him and I was like, why is my shit red? And they were like, oh, it's because of the borscht. Have you never eaten beets? Like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, but later those, that those friends got married and oh my God, I, performed like a karaoke thing that they loved, uh, got really drunk. Oh, and it was out in Wimberley. And I was specifically told by the bride that I was not allowed to stay there. But I mean, the bartender just kept serving me and serving me and serving me. And then my ride left and I was like, Oh, whatever, whatever. And the bride's father was a wine distributor so when the bar closed at two they're like yeah just keep it going boo, boo, boo. and they're like john how are you getting home it's like i don't know i'll figure it out so we just kept drinking and drinking and there was uh there was a basket of eggs that said hard boiled in the fridge you know so i'm like cool i'm gonna eat something it was not hard boiled it was raw it got all over my shirt oh, whatever man. uh sorry this 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 comes into the end <laughs> so Later, I don't know, at, at some point at like five or six o'clock in the morning, I guess I went to sleep. I don't know. I just remember sitting down in a chair and just being like, next thing I know, I wake up in this room that is the size of like a small closet and I hear the door shut and it's morning and I'm like, oh, fuck. The bride told me if I was caught here, they would lose, lose their $5,000 deposit and I don't have that money. 
So I, I like grab all my shit that is for some reason everywhere. And I like run out the door and I go to where the cars are parked because I'm like, surely I can find one of my friend's cars and just sit there and wait for him. As I'm turning this corner, boom, groundskeeper, but his back is to me. I'm like, yes. So I do like one of those, like backing out and then back around the corner. And as soon as he's out of sight from me, turn tail and I take off running to this fire pit. And I'm like, I've got my phone and I'm just like, shit, there's no signal. And so like, oh, there's a signal in this direction. So I start walking, but it's in the woods. And I'm like walking out into the woods and my battery is at 1%. Also, I have to be at work in 45 minutes and I am an hour away. So I need to call work. So I'm like there, just like trying to find a signal in the middle of the woods, away from like where everybody else is. And then I'm just like, I can't get a signal. I tried like a couple of times and then I hear a burp, burp, and I look and here's like a van, a minivan full of my friends like, John, the fuck are you doing? It's like, hey guys. <laughs> and I'm like standing there waving in a tuxedo t-shirt, a light blue jacket and dried egg that looks like, you know, that's, looks like semen on my stomach. And they're like, what the fuck, John? It's like, man, I don't know. I just woke up. And they said, yeah, we left a note on Brian's car that we couldn't find you and to give you a ride home. And I was like, well, can you guys give me a ride? It's like, yeah, but you know, we got to go right now. It's like, yes, I have to go right now too. I am late for work now. <laughs> so finally I call and I tell my, like, and this is where I'm going to the dog and duck where I'm working. I'm supposed to be there at 10 a.m. I was not there at 10 a.m. I called them at 10 and I'm like, hey, I, um, here, and I told them the story, and they're like, God damn it, John Chapman. Okay, just get here when you can. And that was actually the birth of my hashtag, God damn it, John Chapman. It's a great story. I know, I love that story. And uh, side note, my friend, my friends are still married. Fantastic. They're also fantastic people. I love them so much. Hillary and Clint, love you. They actually kept the note that my friend left on the car in their wedding album. And, uh, uh, cool. and I did send that to you. Maybe yes. we can get it up on the, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put it up, um, with the, the story you just told for sure. So good. People can see that. Oh my God. It was, uh, that was, that was one of the best weddings. No, that's great. It was great. And the ceremony was only like three minutes. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no one wants to sit through that. Right. It's all about celebrating. Exactly. Yeah. And like they did that on purpose. So that way they could have like five and a half hours of reception. Yeah. I will say that was probably what led to me being so intoxicated though. And losing my ride home that I was originally supposed to go with. You're having fun. I was having fun. Yeah. That's all that it was matters. a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't lose your job, right? I did not. So I, I worked there for many years later. Nice. Uh, in fact, oh man, I, there was one day I was working with my buddy who has a tattoo on his elbow and it said like bad news. And he was like the most like not bad news person. Like, and it was his only tattoo at the time. And it was like Friday the 13th. I was drunk when I got to work from the night before. And I got there and I'm like, man, why'd you get that dumb tattoo? He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, cause I'm bad news. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. And I left work in the middle of my shift Walked two blocks to a tattoo shop, and I was like, I want to get trouble tattooed on my elbow. Like, why? Like, why not? Because I want to get, like, how much? He's like, 30 bucks. Done. You got it. What font? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just put trouble on my elbow. 
It's like, all right. So went back to the bar and I was like, hey man, check it out. Oh yeah. Also, this guy's name was Buttercup. Just to give you a little bit of information that had bad news. Buttercup was bad news? Apparently. Uh, How's that not a superhero or a character and a something? I don't know. So I go back and when I get there, one of the owners was there sitting at his usual table. He's like, John, where you been? It's like, oh, I went around to get a tattoo. He's like, what? Like, yeah, you know, Buttercup, he's got that dumb bad news tattoo, so I got trouble. <laughs> and he was like, oh. And he just started laughing. He's like, all right, get back to work. That's good. Yeah. That's real good, man. Yeah, totally that's forgot so, about that one. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't even written down there. I know. It wasn't. That, that was that was off the cuff. <laughs> I was like, shoot. Sometimes these things pop up, you know, when you start talking about some things. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Dog and Duck. Dog and Duck was such a great place. It was such a friendly, like, welcoming place that I loved so much that one of my best friends and I came up with this amazing idea to go tubing in business suits. And we actually met at the Dog and Duck before everybody came dressed up in suits, drove down to uh, San Marcos to go tubing in business suits. We even made a cooler that was a desk with a phone. It was awesome. Oh, that's great. Do you have any pictures of that? Oh my God, I've got a music video. Oh, man. Like a music video, there's tons of photos. Uh, there's at least two videos, and I can send you links for those. But yeah, tons of photos. And the first year, we had like 12 people, and we did it for 10 years. And after 10 years, I was like, I'm retiring. But the largest we ever had was 104. And these were, they were all in business suits? All in business suits. Wow. And 104 people, because we would stop along the river and shotgun beers, because that's what we did. Uh, we also had like our core values, which were get money, smoke dust, safety, because safety third, Ramadan, titties. Those were our core values. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. What did you call that? Jump in time solutions. Okay. And uh, yeah, we, we, we made koozies. We had like shotgunning tools. Um, we even at one point brought out a waterproof or yeah, waterproof Bluetooth speaker to play Muzak. And, uh, I'll tell you, people do not like Muzak on the river when they are tubing. They want like, you know, Leonard Skinner or some country bullshit. But yeah. I mean, I'm like, throw some Kenny G in there. Right. I think it, it's fitting. Yeah. Why not? Did you change afterwards or did you stay in that suit all soaked? I mean, I know you were drinking and having fun, but that had to be. I mean, it depends on the year and how much alcohol I had, to right. be honest. But the thing that you don't realize, and a lot of people don't realize about wearing a business suit when you're tubing, is that it's kind of perfect. You don't have to apply sunblock to the majority of your body, just your face. Mm -hmm. And maybe your feet, unless you're wearing dress shoes, which if you're you know, having a business meeting, you better be wearing dress shoes. Also, the suit works as an air conditioner so when you get warm you get in the water you let it like soak in the water you get back in your in your tube you just hang out and it's nice and cool with all that water then when it dries out you just get back in the water and i mean of course you're peeing in that suit because i mean european i'm a peeing whatever it's a bad joke forget it <laughs> no I, I i liked it i'm just trying to process the suit and uh the in and out of the water and and then keeping it on Oh, man, the best was one time when uh, one of our executives uh, took a river dump. Whew. Seeing that go, like, I will tell you, shit trickles downstream. That's not 
fun. <laughs> I mean, luckily, I was, I was, you know, upstream. So upstream. I was fine. You, you were good. Yeah, we just heard people like yelling, like "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh man, that was awful. Man. Well, I know one story for sure that we haven't touched on yet, and um, this was about you being a judge. Oh God, yeah. So um, there's a bar, Sidebar. We, you, you're familiar with Sidebar. Uh, that also has, I don't know if you know this, but has an urban dictionary, uh, whatever you call it, submission called the sidebar pour. And I mean, they are notorious for, they don't do like the one and a half, two ounce pours. They do like the four to five ounce pours. This and is I, how I like it. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I love this bar. But when it first opened, their back patio area had this like really awful drop. Like there was no step and it was something like eight inches from the door to the ground. So I had this great idea to uh, create a judges panel with uh, me and a few of my friends. So it was four of us and we got spiral notebooks and we wrote numbers zero to 10 and with like 0.5 in the middle. And so as people would exit, we would judge them on their recoil and, uh, composure after their fall because even if you knew that drop was there you were still falling because you'd like be talking open the door and like Bleh! so we just like positioned ourselves directly at the front as people came out we were like oh yeah oh yeah oh four four and a half come on <laughs> like you you didn't even try to save yourself and we had so much fun doing this and we were like nobody had gotten a 10 like nobody had done a good job about like composing themselves afterwards at least in our judgment uh until this young lady came out and she totally tripped and fell and like like ate shit mm -hmm. and then we were like you know three and she goes really Bloop. and it was like oh 10 <laughs> like yeah and we were like anytime somebody shows titties 10 uh and then i want to say like two people after that uh the bar manager came out and was like you guys, you guys got to stop. Like, that's really mean. Mm. And we were like, what do you mean? Like, it's, it's funny. And they're like, no, man, you're like literally judging people and making them feel bad about falling. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that. Uh, it wasn't until years later that I realized that that was really shitty of me, uh, but I was drunk at the time. Yeah, I, I do feel that it was shitty for that drop to be there. Well, they, they, later, they later fixed it. They fixed it, yeah, right. Yeah, they fixed it. But at that time, you, you're kind of asking for it. Right. And you were just creative enough to make a game out of it. And if anything, I helped progress that, uh, that yeah. adjustment to their back patio. Exactly. So you're welcome. Yep. You're welcome. Love you, Trey. Like Trey's one of the owners. Oh, that was fun. Well, man, I think we're going we're gonna to stop there. But... Um, it's been fantastic having you on here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I love all your stories. They're great, oh, there's man. so many more. They're great. And uh, I hope that, uh, I know that you do part-time, sort of kind of make a cameo and bartend a little bit at events. I hope you step back into the world just for a little bit. Oh, It'd I, be fun to see you out there. Oh, man, I am, I am great. Uh, and I learned it all from working at Starbucks because people do not like me at 5 a.m. <laughs> Like I'm, I am this exuberant, you know, like, Hey, thanks a latte. Nobody likes to hear that at 5am. No, no. 
Well, John, tell the uh, listeners where they can find you again. Yeah, you can find myself and my pal Nick at PowerHourPals.com or PowerHourPalsTheMovie.com. And uh, yeah, that'll just go to our Twitch page. And we, we usually stream every Friday night. Awesome, man. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Cheers.